Hi guys! Happy Friday! We are so glad that you've tuned into the podcast today and we have two very special guests on today and we're so glad that they're here. Yes, they are actually in my parents' e-group and I got the privilege of getting to know them over the past two years and I was really excited to have them on and they said yes and I'm so excited to have a conversation today but I'm gonna stop talking and let them introduce themselves. Hey everyone, um, this is Adriana McGowan and I'm sitting here with my husband, Tyler. Say hi. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Tyler and I guess I need no introduction. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, we are so glad you guys are here um, and I'm really excited about the topic if you want to go ahead and share what that is today. Yeah, so today we just want to talk about identity and being able to hold on to that in the midst of finding yourself in a new relationship or being married Mm -hmm. and being able to basically not lose who you are when you finally find the one Mm -hmm. or if you're in a relationship with someone and kind of like being able to keep true to who God has called you to be and be able to unite together as one individual in marriage, or um, if you're looking towards that season of life, but that is what we are going to be discussing for Awesome. I'm excited. (laughs) Um, So to start us off, we are going to ask the question that we ask every guest. What would you tell your BC self, your before Christ self? I'll preface it with saying this does not make Tyler perfect. This just means I've I've been saved a very long time since I was like a kid. So there are different seasons where I've been, I guess, like more whole than other seasons as we all have probably walked through different seasons of life. But I guess just one thing that I guess I've matured in, in my faith, given like I was literally saved when I was like five is, uh, is probably just like just walking in humility. Like it's, it's been a long journey. The more, you know, about God, the more you realize, you know, mm-hmm. so little. And I know we've heard that a million times, but like, I love this quote. Um, I quote it so often by John Foreman. He said, there's a certain amount of humility that's attached to wonder and a certain amount of pride attached to knowledge. And I think the moment you say, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt, this exists, you can't have faith that it exists. So faith is only possible when doubt is possible. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, when, you just get older and things change and you begin to realize how much you doubt what you thought you knew. That's where you just become much more humbled and you really just have to hang on to faith because without it, things change daily, you know? So that's one thing that I've learned uh, kind of from BC. So you guys call it. (laughs) Yes. I love that. I love that. What about you, Adriana? Yeah. So for me, very similar to Tyler, I grew up in the church, um, but it's very interesting. Like um, growing up in the church, I definitely have seen a lot um, of, and I've been involved in a lot of different church environments as well. So it definitely takes a lot of faith to keep the faith, if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, I think just remembering just to go back to the basics Um, And to not be so consumed with tomorrow or being consumed with what's next and what does God have for me next and next and next and next and being so focused on today and like what, like basically I feel like I've needed to work on being present and 
and not always desiring to be in the next season that mm-hmm. God has. And it can be discouraging. And sometimes like there's times where I have to be like, girl, like you need to get your act together or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or even my youth, like, back then too, be like, man, like I'm not in the place where I know I should be, you know, um, and keeping that consistent and just keeping the faith. So for me, it would be pre- being present and being involved in today and not looking always to tomorrow. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. We're currently doing Matthew and we're reading through it and we just did Matthew 6. And one of my mm-hmm. favorite verses, Matthew 6, 34, is like why we're about tomorrow and tomorrow has all the trouble that it has. And then I also really like Psalms 46, 10, where it says, be still and know that I am God. Because mm-hmm. I heard it so much growing up and I was like, okay, like be still and know that I'm God. I'm being still. Okay. But I feel like I found like a whole new meaning to it now because it's like, no, like be present and be still in your busy life and just sit there and like meditate mm-hmm. on my word and know who I am. So I really like how you mentioned that because it brought me back to those two verses. Yeah, I think it's just super important for sure. So that leads me to my first question. Um, Adriana, I know you went to a Christian college, correct? I did. Okay. So with that, what did you learn through that experience and how has it been of use and how has it created barriers? Because I know when I went to a Christian high school, it was great, but it also kind of created barriers for when I came into college. Yeah, um, that's a great question. So yes, I graduated high school at 17. I graduated a year early. And at 17, I went across the country for me um, from Florida, where I grew up, and I went to school in Virginia, little Bible school. And I went with the intention of, man, I just want to grow closer to God. That is my intention. That's why I want to go to Bible college. I feel a call of the Lord on my life. I'm about to embark on this amazing journey by myself and (laughs) living on on my own and doing life with me and other people without my parents, like this whole fantasy land in my mind. And I definitely had a huge reality check. And because I feel like the modern day church is so, I don't know, just so we glorify like the coolness of it and the experience. And a lot of people do. And a lot of people, you have a mixed bag in the church. And so this school was attached to a church. um, And I think the best lesson I learned was people and Tyler will say this all the time. People at best are people. And people are not God. And so I think, and especially pastors, you want to be like, oh my gosh, like I get to serve with this person and Mm -hmm. I get to do ministry with this person. And then you're like, blink, blink. Oh my goodness. This person is a human. What? Like, and these people at church are humans and they're jacked up just like me. What? (laughs) And you get there and you're like, oh, and I think, I think in that experience, I mean, I had a lot of hurt just because of my own unrealistic expectations and my own, um, growth as well. I definitely, God used that to grow me and like huge growing pains to be like, girl, Mm -hmm. I need you to understand like what ministry is and ministry is not the four walls. Yes. It's amazing. Like God does use the four walls and ministry is not just going to getting a diploma for his Bible Mm -hmm. and like, being like, okay, I'm in ministry. Like, that's not what it is. So I think that's what I learned was almost, I learned a lot of good tools, of course, but I learned a lot of what not to do as well from like other experiences. Here's the thing is like you, you go to a church or whatever, and you go to a Bible school 
and you have all these expectations, but then you get disappointed because you, you know, kind of like what I was referring to people at best are people, but then what happens? You get hurt because Mm -hmm. your expectations of what you had in mind were not met to like Mm -hmm. what you had expected. And then what do you do? You go to the next church. And you think, oh, these people are going to be better. But then like, oh, well, maybe in this aspect, they're a little stronger, but then they're human in the other aspect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so they drop the ball because this person on staff said this, and this person on staff does this, and this pastor said this, and I don't agree with that. And it's just like, okay, what I brought back with me is you have to be rooted where you are called to be and where God has called you to be and stick it out. Because people are going to let you down. Ministry mm-hmm. is not cute. Mm-hmm. It's work. Ministry, of course, it's it's going to be beautiful and it's going to flow. Like when you are in the season that God has called you to be and you are operating under him and under his strength. Oh, that is another one. I love. <laughs> Because my word, if you are doing it when you get so dried out and you're just going like serving and serving and serving and studying and studying and studying and like trying to put work in. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing it, not in the right spirit, you're doing it just out of works, girl, you will get burnt out. And I've definitely experienced that burnout, but God is so faithful and he'll meet you in the burnout. You know, Mm -hmm. he'll meet you there and like bring you out. And I feel like he will definitely like make you like a better version of yourself if you allow him to. That's definitely what I learned. And just to not bring unrealistic expectations and to stay rooted where God has called you to be and not just hop around when things get hard Uh, because no church is perfect. No ministry is perfect. No Bible college is perfect. Um, But when you are where God calls you to be and people do disappoint you, as long as you are in alignment with what God has called you to do, it doesn't matter. None of it matters. Mm And your fulfillment will come through him when you're aligned with him. Yeah, that's awesome. That was awesome. I (laughs) I learned a lot just from listening to that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's it's a good time, as some of my friends say. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a question now. So I'm really curious. How did you guys meet? So we met in Tampa. I um, we actually both moved to Tampa relatively around the same time. For me, it was coming right out of college, um, the career path that I went in, moved to Tampa, really knew no one, was kind of like fresh start for me, bachelor guy, like (laughs) ready to take on the world, had like a pretty decent job, you know, Um, and then Adriana um, had actually just got out of Bible school and moved back in with her parents. Kind of the oh, same. That was a <laughs> yeah. fun time. <laughs> I bet. Freedom and then chains. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Something to think about. Think of, yeah, think that through. Yeah, think See, that I can't through. say much because you're being led by my parents, so it'll go right back to them if I say. <laughs> Just kidding. My parents were not. They were wonderful and they took me back. (laughs) We get it. At any rate, we we went to um we both attended the same church in Tampa and we actually um funny enough, the the guy who introduced us, his title was like the relationship pastor. (laughs) Meant to be. 
Yeah, exactly. So he definitely uh, served his. Okay, but his he didn't title. introduce us. Okay, he introduced you to my dad because my dad was at the church. You were talking to my dad. I went up to my dad and asked for a favor, and then he thought I was married to my dad. Um, <laughs> oh <so>. man! <laughs> I did. I, I, yeah. Honest truth. Here's the thing, and I don't know. Like, I don't think you guys have lived in Florida, but like, old young is not like completely uncommon in Florida like I'm Latina so and my dad's Puerto Rican Dominican so he's probably thinking like oh yeah like everyone must wondering how did we connect if you thought I was married to my dad well so so (laughs) that is a good point (laughs) no I mean so a few minutes later her mom also came in so Mm -hmm. then I realized like okay it's not middle-aged man gold digger woman situation it was like okay here's like an appropriately aged (laughs) uh, in the picture now and it like all added up so anyway um yeah I met her entire family that day at church at the yeah at the time I was um teaching music lessons at the studio because I play piano and ukulele and all that so I was teaching at a local studio in Florida and um my mom I guess connected with Tyler, like they kind of hit it off in a, I don't know, like cordial. I don't know. My mom and dad, they yeah, <laughs> they they felt they felt so, bad for because he was lonely. Literally, oh. I, you have to understand at that season of my oh. life, I was traveling like eighty percent of the time. I knew no one in Tampa. I lived in Tampa on okay. paper. They invited me over uh, just to like for dinner yeah just to like friendly. but I lived like a completely different schedule than they did because I was teaching lessons at the time so I was supposed to be working late when he was over for dinner and they didn't think anything of it because they always invite people over like that's the culture of my family it's like oh let me cook for you like (laughs) like that's how my mom is so she did that with Tyler and I was supposed to be working late. And then my last couple lessons, they actually got canceled for the night. Like the, my students couldn't show up. So they called and canceled. It's like, Oh, okay. I have a free evening. I got home and my mom's like, Oh, I didn't know you were going to be home. Um, I have someone coming over for dinner. I hope, you know, you can join us if you want to. And my mom was like, I was like, Oh, okay. It was me. It was him. <laughs> That's amazing. And he wouldn't leave. He stayed till like yeah, late at night. We were talking late. And then from there, it just, escalated and yeah we kind of hit it off on like we love to collect antiques too both of us Aww. so that was something that we were into so how did you guys know individually what like y'all were it you were the one for each other you know what's so funny is my sister just literally came over she's 16 I have a 16 year old sister I'm about to be 26 so we're like 10 years apart and she came over for Thanksgiving and literally asked me the same question the other day like how do you know when you find the one and I told her I said you know Zoe her name's Zoe I said you know what you just you know when people tell you you just know and she was just like yes I was like yeah it sounds so stupid and so cliche but you just do and she was like okay like but how do you know and I said well you ever know when you're not with the right person or you just have red flags about something that you're not supposed to be doing or you don't feel right or anything in life when you're like, eh, this doesn't seem right. And you're just trying to make it work. And then it doesn't work. She was like, well, yeah. And I said, well, that's exactly what you feel when you're with the wrong person. But when you're with the right person, you don't feel those things. Mm -hmm. And it almost feels scary because you're like, 
I don't feel these flags. I don't feel like I'm used to feeling no. I'm always used to having a closed door. God saying, no, this is not right. This is closed. Uh-uh. Nope. Turn around, try the next one. And you're so used to getting a no. But then when you get a, I, like you don't hear, sometimes you don't hear anything and it's just peace. And you're like, I've never felt this before. This is bizarre. This is weird. And I told her like, for me personally, that's how it was for me. I didn't feel a no. And I felt more of like, yeah, like this feels good. And I didn't feel any red flags. And that's kind of how I felt like, man, this is who God has for me because I know what no feels like. And this feels like a yes. Like you just know when you know, you know, (laughs) you know, (laughs) that's a really good description. Like I really agree with that. Yeah. Those are, it's just, it's really bizarre because you're just like used to no's all the time. So it's the opposite of when you get a no. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. You can, I try not to like over-spiritualize things because I think there's a nice balance that, that adds value. Cause I think, um, you know, there's times you can overdo it or underdo it, but like when the Bible talks about being equally yoked too, like, I think a lot of those red flags come when you are unequally yoked, like mm-hmm. people that I've either gone out with or, or dated or, or any of any of those lines, like you start to realize the more you get to know them, those red flags are typically triggered and things that are generally spiritual, you know, like whether it be um, your sentiment towards like church or your sentiment towards purpose, your sentiment towards just like God in general. And I mean, I don't want to like so broadly say like, do you believe in God or not believe in God? Because you know, a relationship with God is bigger than just like, I believe yes or no. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, you have an active ongoing relationship, you know, like you can know of God, but not have relationship. Right. And so, I mean, I think some of those red flags are often triggered by that unequalness. And Adriana and I were talking the other day about this, but I think another thing to think about is when you talk about being equally yoked too it goes beyond just the spiritual things. I mean, there are, the reality is when you move in together, two lives are merging <laughs> and uh, that is a learning curve. Oh yeah. And the more things you will be different in so many ways, but the more things you can agree to compromise on, not spiritual things, but you know, like um, just lifestyles or cleanliness or like the things that you can be equally yoked on those it doesn't mean marriage is perfect. It doesn't mean that mm-hmm. conflict doesn't ever happen. It just means that, you know, you come to respect that person and you're willing mm-hmm. to, to work with that person through it. So, and I would just say like, I've even dated people who have all the spiritual things. Perfect. Like <laughs> he has this right. And that right. And checks this box and checks that box. And it just looks right on paper, mm-hmm. but then you're just like, there's something about it. I just don't know. I don't have peace about it. I've had relationships like that where I've been like, okay, Lord, I'm just going to trust you in this. Like, I'm going to put this on the altar. And like, it's really hard because it looks great on paper, but it's really bizarre. Like when you have that, that no, but then it's just like, but it looks so perfect. But then God's like, I have something that's going to be better for you. Mm -hmm. 
is that person right for you? And like what you're going to go through in your future, like, will they be able to support you with your dreams? Mm -hmm. And will you be able to support him with his dreams and like his calling? Like, are you guys, and even that is like being equally yoked too. Like, are you guys able to complement each other with your callings, you know? And it might not for me, I thought, oh, I have a ministry calling. I love music. I'm a writer. And I hear I, I meet Tyler and he's like a business, like financial guy. I could have easily been like, oh no, he's not in the right calling as me. Like, no, I need a worship leader because I have a heart of worship and I need like on paper, like if I were to meet him and if I would have just like shoved him off just because he wasn't like a lead pastor on a worship team, be like, that's not my man. Or I need this guy that can like do this. Once I met him and had more of an intimate relationship with him, he has the biggest heart of worship I've ever known. And he has like a passion for music. He's a drummer and like all these things that I had to kind of uncover layer by layer. Mm -hmm. But if I would have just met him and this idea, this fantasy I have in my mind of like Mm -hmm. the right person. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like for that matter, I didn't like Bible college girls for that exact reason, because they went into Bible college looking for their ring by spring, baby. (laughs) I love that. Yes. Oh, that's annoying, but yes. I love it. Okay. I'm not trying to generalize, but you can, it's pretty general, but my experience has been, yeah, you guys are laughing. You probably understand where I'm coming from, but uh, And I was a Bible college girl. Yeah. Did yeah. not like Bible college girl. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, great. This girl's going to like want me to go into the missions field in like two months. Otherwise, we're not serving God because we're not like. Or you didn't sit in the front row with me. So he's not. <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Like, you, you don't have any like uh, vocational ministry aspirations. So, and uh, it's funny because when I was younger, I did, but you know, going back to just like humility and walking in humility, God changed my, not even desires, but he just, your path. Yeah. Like a lot of the path that he thought you, that he took me down. It was like really hands off the wheel for me in a good way. You know, like now looking back on it, I'm like, Hey, praise God for, for blessing and taking the wheel. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. like the path I've gone down looks way different, you know? And Fortunately, it crossed paths with Adriana's, <laughs> but uh, I think to her point, you know, I probably really didn't look like what she was looking for and, and, and vice versa. And that season, matter of fact, I, I even said this in our wedding video, like for me, that season of life, like I was a bachelor with the world at my fingertips. I was not looking for a wife. Nope. God probably knew better uh, than to let me go too long living. Just, you know, like it, you really have to, as a guy, like, especially if you're, and I don't know what your audience primary is, like, maybe it's primarily women. I don't know. So here's a guy's segment, right? I'll, I'll like go down this road for a minute. Ladies, listen up. We've had a lot of guys, so we love this. <laughs> yes, we really do. <laughs> awesome. So I was talking to a buddy of mine who he, he recently got engaged, which is incredible. Love him and his fiance, but he was in a season similar to mine. And I was just like, hey, man, I was like, just to let you know, like the season you're in as a guy, you're a bachelor, you know, you have a good job. You're like a good looking dude. Like you have to like guard your heart because those are the seasons that you really can 
you can pursue whatever you want. You can pursue the things of the world. You can pursue the lust of the flesh. You can pursue just your own image, your own reputation, and really the world's at your fingertips. And that's what the world tells you. And it is to an extent, like, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed that season in certain ways, but at the same time, you really do have to guard your heart. And that's a conversation I had with my buddy. Now he's engaged now and it's incredible. And he's found who he feels like is, you know, the woman for him. And that's awesome. And it's funny. Cause I used to always tell Adriana, I was like, in my mind, you came too soon. Like God brought you to me too soon. And it's like, God was like, no, I was protecting you from doing something stupid, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so, so like, praise God for knowing what I needed more than I did, you know, cause like <laughs> left to my own desires, so to speak for too long, like Lord knows, you know? So Mm-hmm. that's that's the little snippet for the guys is like just you know surround yourself with godly people but also just guard your heart and um you know and if you're looking for the right woman too like god definitely brought adriana along a lot sooner than i ever anticipated so <laughs> that's so cute um so i was wondering what are some ways that you guys spend time like with the lord separately but also together as well Yeah, sure. So separately for me, I am a journaler. Mm. So I definitely learned that from my mom. I just remember her growing, like growing up, I would come and see her in her prayer time and she would have a little journal and whatever. So I was like, oh, that's like a really good idea. And I did love to write. So I have always used journaling as a, a way to connect with God and put my thoughts down on paper. Um, and I write out, my thoughts, my prayers, and um, what I feel God's speaking to me. But I think on average, like throughout my day, that's, that's typically what I like to do is journal. And there are seasons where I am not the best at journaling. And there's times when I'm, I get in the business of life as well. And sometimes I neglect my relationship with God, honestly, and we all do it. And I think sometimes in those moments of life, when it's just like, oh my gosh, every day we have something happening early in the morning, all the way to late at night. And oh my gosh, did I, like, I had an awareness of the Lord and like, sure, I prayed throughout the day, but did I actually like have intimate time with him, you know, for myself, but that's how I connect with God is typically through journaling and man, he is gracious though. Cause there's times <laughs> where he'll be like, mm, Adriana, I need you to journal, not for me, but for you, you know, (laughs) I love that. That is what it is. He's like, don't worry about me. You know, like girl, that is for you. Like for you, I'm here for you. And he is just so caring. Like the Holy spirit is so caring and like always wooing us to him. Mm -hmm. And he's never going to condemn us for like skipping a prayer day or skipping time with him. But I feel like those times I'm always so hard on myself though, where I'm Mm -hmm. like, Oh, like I didn't put him like first in like in that way today. And the Lord's just like, girl, I got you. Like he knows, like, because you are thinking those thoughts and you're actually like desiring him throughout the day, you're craving him. It's like, okay, like we don't need to be condescending, you know, Mm -hmm. like towards ourselves. We can beat ourselves up. But the more we spend time with him, the more it's just like contagious though at the same time. So it's just like, man, like this is good. Like, why did I do this yesterday? You know? Yeah. You can't get enough. <laughs> can't get enough. Yeah. So basically that's what I do. It's funny. Cause I feel like God speaks to me most 
when I, okay, again, going back to like, try not to over-spiritualize this, but meditation for me often looks like just silence. Like I'm a person that's very much in my head a lot of the time. And a lot of times, I don't know, like, I, I think it's a matter of maturity, but I think for me, like when God speaks the most to me, it's often when I'm like praying in the sense of I'm not, I'm not speaking, but I'm listening. And so I, I don't know, like for me, just spending time with God often is just like me not like doing yoga and like doing some weird pose and like, <laughs> but, but meditating in the sense of like taking those moments and just being like, Hey God, I'm dedicating this time to you mm-hmm. clear my mind mm-hmm. and say what you want to say. And so I joke some of my most like powerful prayer times. I think even for myself, it's going to sound so stupid, but it really is. <laughs> I have this really awesome mower Okay. So cool. It's amazing. It's a riding lawnmower. It goes so fast. It's awesome. Everybody should get one. (laughs) It's awesome though. Can you crank it up? It's real loud. So you just are able to tune everything out. It's like that white noise humming, right? Mm -hmm. So the entire world just stops, right? Mowing on it is a very mindless task because it's pretty self-sufficient unless you're like super close to the house or something. (laughs) And it's funny because I feel like when it cranks on, it's just like, to me, it's like the audible sound of meditation where it's just like, hmm. Oh, my word. For like the next 45 minutes, it's just going to be me in this white noise. Humming where my wife on. can't bug me. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, my goodness. And it's funny. And I say this in all sincerity. As much as I love my mower, I also feel like in some sense back when I had my push mower it was cool because it meant like more dead time where it was just like okay more time to like meditate Mm -hmm. be in my thoughts allow God to again I'm trying not to over spiritualize it because I'm not trying to sound like some hippie but uh, (laughs) it's really not my intent but it really is so true like when I'm in those moments I am very prayerful I'm like oh this is nice like I don't have anything that's distracting me Mm -hmm. like this is a very mindless task So like, okay, God, like, here's a great opportunity for us to just like chat, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'll be like, Hey God, what, like, what should I be thinking about? Like, what are you trying to impress on my heart? And so for me, it, it comes in a lot of like a place of mindlessness. And I think to Adriana's earlier point, like sometimes we can fill our life up with busyness mm-hmm. and uh, it's in those moments where like, I have the opportunity to be doing something mindless where I try to be like, Hey God, like, now that I have these moments, like this is all muscle memory. Like this doesn't take any effort on my part. Let's chat. And so um, sometimes like when I used to travel, I used to tell Adriana, my biggest prayer time, maybe it wasn't the safest is when I was like driving on these back roads, I would mm-hmm. put my car in cruise control. And sometimes you wouldn't see any cars for like an hour. Like wow. I drove on the back road sticks when I used to travel for work. Mm-hmm. And I used to have some of the coolest prayer times with God. I would just like might have worship music going but it would just be like okay for an hour I'm just going to be on this back road going to the middle of nowhere and God would just like almost like sit with me in the passenger seat and just start impressing things on me or like speaking certain things to me so Mm -hmm. that is one thing I miss about traveling for work so I would say um for us together like even during the coronavirus like we worked together in the same little office for what 
the 2020 and 2021 like two years in the same office both of us from home and at times like we would be working in our groove like we have this like code language um when we need to get stuff done and to not interrupt each other is Mm -hmm. we have our airpods in and we'd say hey boo because we call each other boo but hey boo i got my airpods in i'm going under that means code, do not interrupt me. Okay. When we were, had some extra downtime or whatever, we would have a lot of like really good, like conversation, like spiritual conversation, theological conversation, like very often. Oh my goodness. And we would talk about like points from the sermon and like really just going deep on like what was really in our hearts, like on spiritual things, like and theological things and scripture. And it was actually really fun, like be able to talk mm-hmm. about like political environment. Like that was one of our big ones. And then I loved how we would just like, a lot of times, like we just pray together. Like if we were believing God for something, or we just want to welcome him into our home and just be like, you know what, like we need to pray together because sometimes it's a spirit of like gratefulness and just mm-hmm. thankfulness to God for like what he's done and just pray out of like, just gratitude to the Lord. Other times it's just like, man, we actually need to pray about this now. It's just, sometimes you feel like it's just one thing after another, when it rains, it pours Mm -hmm. and just like praying for God to be like, okay, Lord, like I ain't trying to be Job right now. Like you need (laughs) to be like, yeah, that that's something we need to be praying about because i'm some home girl broke a window today and that's not so expensive so oh no (laughs) also shout out to your your parents we they were awesome too so oh my word your parents are like therapists but like it is important you know that community having community oh my gosh Mm -hmm. so it's cool to have seen that group grow too like we we were like two you were the only two they were the first two in my parents e-group they were our therapists for like a year they were the ogs Uh, and then it's really grown and it's had some amazing people so shout out to the connect group it's Mm -hmm. cool seeing it from an outside perspective because obviously not in the group but with my parents leading it and just having y'all over for like parties and stuff to see that group be multiplied into what it is now and see the community that you guys have made like even you guys and angel and jared like that friendship that y'all have grown like even my dad just seeing how happy he is with the group my mom like finding people like it's just such a blessing to me as well from the outside seeing it and i think it's so cool that it's like making a difference in everyone's life a different way yeah. And I think the cool thing is too, to your point is like having been part of it where it was just the four of us for so long, I'm glad to see that your parents get to see the fruit of it. Cause I know they were consistent, a lot. consistent, so consistent. If there's yeah. a lesson to be learned there, it's just consistency, like faithfulness, consistency, and they're getting to see some of the fruits of that. Yeah. Too, it was so. like what, two years, a year and a half without. Yeah. yeah. With just the two, the four of us. You guys went oh, to McAllister's wow. all the time. I remember I'd be yeah. at home or like. Came to your house. And see to Adriana's earlier conversation, mm-hmm. like stay planted, right? Stay planted. Mm-hmm. Do not give up. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that can go in the form of relationships too. I mean, when you have consistency, you get to see the fruit of that mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. see it multiply within your marriage and within your relationship, within your friendships, like all of that Ooh. consistency plays a huge part in so many things because it's how things grow and even if you don't see it like we all talk about the mustard seed like to grow that mustard seed sometimes you won't see the harvest but it will happen even if it's nine years from now or 10 years or tomorrow like Mm -hmm. it will happen it's just that mustard seed needs to be planted for anything to happen oh yeah true that 
For our last question, what would you say to someone who may be struggling to find their identity outside of their marriage? Okay, I'll start with this one. I'm going to get a sandwich. I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think you should be involved. You have a lot of good insight on this one. Because let me tell you, I was the girl who loved chick flicks and could not wait to meet her future husband. Um, I might have been like the ring vice ring girl. Um, (laughs) Anyways, but just kind of going back to earlier, just being content in the season that you're in and being content in who you are and not looking for the next thing. And I think that in and of itself is so powerful. And just knowing like, oh, you don't need to be anyone else except for who you are today. Mm -hmm. And when you are consistent with who you are today, you're going to inevitably grow into who God has called you to be tomorrow. And so for me, I definitely struggled with a ton of insecurity growing up. And I didn't, it's one of those things where I never thought I was the insecure girl. I always thought everyone around me was the insecure girl until I took a look in the mirror and realized, oh my gosh, I, to this day, I still battle insecurity and I have to keep that in check. And so I, growing up, I struggled with body image super bad. I mean, I was definitely, um, I was anorexic. I had a lot of health issues because of anorexia with eating disorders and body image and thinking I needed to look one way in order to appease who I thought would be my person or who I wanted my person to be or to get the certain, become a certain image to be able to be wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, So I struggled a lot with that. And with who I am. And basically, cause I, I was like, who am I? Am I the smart girl or am I the artsy girl or am I the sciencey girl or who like in high school, middle school, it's like, you have those little clicks of like, who are you? But it's like, I love science. And I loved, I was like the nerd in school, but I also loved the arts and I love to be crafty. And is like, well, I have to choose one or the other. And I have like a very extreme personality and I am all or nothing. So I will be like, <laughs> I'm going to be all this or all that. There ain't no sprinkling of anything. So (laughs) that was, and I've definitely, I'm still trying to find balance in that area. (laughs) He knows, right? (laughs) (laughs) But that is one area of my life that I had to be careful with. So when I got out of Bible college, um, I feel like that season, just being alone, like having a season where you're have time to yourself is so important where you can just do life for yourself. And I feel like that is something that God did give me with in that season. And my parents definitely helped me in that season to be able to like get to that place, which is really great. And they encouraged me to get out on my own and, um, which I'm super appreciative of. But, um, when I got back, I felt like, you know, I, I'm kind of like feeling myself, like, you know, myself and, um, one thing is I would always straighten my hair and I have super curly hair cause I'm Dominican, mm-hmm. Irish, German, and Dutch, um, et cetera. I keep going, but very <laughs> curly hair. And so my hair was one thing that I was always insecure about. I was like, I need to have straight hair. The guys I dated in the past always wanted straight hair and I need to change that aspect about me. So I would like damage my hair and whatever. I, then I finally kind of got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to embrace the curls and see what happens. And I started just kind of being me. And when I started becoming me, 
and just appreciating myself for who I was. And, um, I, and long story short, even about the anorexia, God healed me of that. Um, when I was a teenager and it was a journey and it's a journey that I still have to battle, not as severe, but every day in my thought life, mm-hmm. I have to be so careful every day. It's a choice. I'm like, am I, I'm not going to go to back to those old thought patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, but God did heal me of that. Um, when I was a teenager, so I'm like eating great, healthy, whatever. And I was writing music and just being who I was and crazy and silly and goofy and care what anybody thought and just happy go lucky. And then that's when Tyler came into my life. And it was like, because I was being the authentic version of myself, that's when he came into my life. Mm-hmm. And the curveball would be when we got married. <laughs> Um, something in me was like, um, yeah, you need a change. And he was starting to get frustrated. And he was like, Adriana, like, why are you changing? Like, what is going on? My passion was gone. My zest for life. Like, I just wasn't really like, hadn't my goals. I wasn't writing music anymore. Big like ministry stuff. Cause I had done other things with ministry and, and just one thing after the other. And I started getting weighed down. And there was a point in our marriage, and this is when we were living here in Charlotte and we've been married for four years. We just celebrated four years in um, the beginning of this month. So ah, happy anniversary. <laughs> yes. But this is when we were what married maybe two years, two years ago. And I just started just, I don't know. And it kind of, we had this like major conversation where he was like, Adriana, I feel like you're always wanting to do everything that. I want to do, and you're not doing anything for yourself anymore. And it's almost like the switch turned on in me, or I was just before I was just like, man, like I'm going to have to, I need to sacrifice who I am to become one with him. And that was so unhealthy. And I lost like, because he wasn't, he didn't have the same exact gift or passion that I had. So I thought, oh, well, I need to throw that away because he doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh man, like, I don't need to be artsy anymore. Or I don't need, I just need to focus on whatever he wants to do and appease him. And when I was doing that, our marriage was suffering and we were like, I don't want to say we were in a bad place, but it was not like as good as it could have been. And we were kind of getting in a lot of spites where we wouldn't have fought before. And I would have all these crying meltdowns all the time. And he's like, what the heck is going on? And it's just like, I wasn't being who God called me to be. And I was dissatisfied. And that was like the root of, of everything. And I was like, man, and he's right. And he, God put the right man in my life because I had those patterns before, even in dating relationships where I would I was happy and I would make my life mirror the other person's life because I wanted to make that person happier. Mm-hmm. And some of those people would be happier and they actually liked it. So I thought, oh, this is a pattern that kind of worked for me, but obviously it didn't because we didn't end up together. But <laughs> I thought it worked for me in the past. And I thought like, well, let me do this with Tyler. Let me just become, it'll make him happy because I want to make him happy. So I'm going to change. And he's looking at me like, girl, who the heck are you? Like, this is not like, I want you to be you, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't want you to be anyone else. And I would be started getting insecure about my hair again. I need to straighten it for you. I'm like, what do you think? Do you like my hair curly or straight? He's like, I don't care. Like, (laughs) 
And I'm like, what do you mean you don't care? Other people told me they cared. And I'm like, he's like, I like you for you. And he's like, I like your curly hair. Wear it curly. I don't see a difference. I think you look beautiful the same. And for me, I would take that as like, oh, like he doesn't have an opinion. But then after a while, I'd nod and be like, oh, he doesn't have an opinion. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, he's so perfect for me. Like I needed this. Just someone to be like, just my support system, like one. And that's what being one is. It's like, you're supporting each other. It's not morphing in Mm -hmm. to who the other person is. And yes, like you have the same values, you have your individual callings. Mm -hmm. And then he creates like a calling for you guys as a married couple. And I feel like once that clicked, like God kind of opened my eyes to that. And I was like, Oh, I can be myself. (laughs) Awesome. And then like, I was like less depressed. And then like our connect group conversations got a lot more peppier because I was like, (laughs) like, so I think, and then I started like becoming more passionate and like, I started getting back into like my dreams and like, I love photography too. So I started up my photography business because I am super passionate for the arts and I'm also going back to school to be a nurse at the same time. So, like, I can do both. Like, I don't have to be like the nerdy person who loves school and like wants to be into science and all that. And I don't have to be just the artsy girl. I can do both. And life was like so beautiful where I can do that. And like, I have the most amazing husband who can support me. And like, it took time to be able to get to this place, but, and we're still growing in this, but it's just like being, having that freedom of like, yes, be who you are and he can be who he is. And then you're together. And it's like this compound unity of like superpowers because like copying the other person is not going to bring anything beneficial to the table. Mm -hmm. It's when you both bring your gifts together and you're both bringing like your superpowers together and you're like uniting those together. Like he has tools that I don't have Mm -hmm. and I have tools that he doesn't have. And so when we're able to bring that together and like his knowledge of like finance and business helps like my business. And then Mm -hmm. I'm artsy and a dreamer and he helps like be practical or I can be, he helps me be practical and vice versa that I'll help him dream more, you know? And it's just like bringing those, like fine tuning those things in your marriage instead of like trying to morph into the other person. The one perspective that I would bring just to backtrack is like, um, tell you what, I'll bring it from a guy's perspective. Yes because maybe that's a little bit different i would just say like man i'm gonna sound like so old because it's not even like I know everything about being a married guy but i will say this like i've seen marriages where you know like i think and i've told adriana this before when you get married especially as a guy and i'm sure it's even escalated when you become a father which not really a father yet other than our dogs uh <laughs> but like kind of being like the priest of your household um as the bible describes it is definitely a um a weighted responsibility that until you're living it you don't really feel that way because like i said when you're a bachelor you're not responsible to anybody right like whatever whatever you do well or bad or indifferent it doesn't matter because you don't know oh anybody anything and then you're married and you're like oh my gosh like i'm responsible for my wife and myself now. Uh, and then like, of course, when you're a father, you're responsible for your kids. And um, with all that being said, um, 
it, it was one of those things that like Adriana's point about kind of learning not to lose herself is, you know, like, just remember, just because you're the priest of the household doesn't mean you're in control either, you know, and mm-hmm. I think it's easy if you're dealing, like, if you have a significant other that is trying to, like, to do the things that you like, or be more like you to be like, oh, this is easy on me, because it gives me, you know, like, the power, so to speak, or it kind of gives me the ability to almost, like, I mean, it's going to sound bad, but manipulate that person in a sense, because it's like, oh, now they're going to do whatever I want them to do. And this is perfect, because now, like, I'm in control, and I can, like, abuse the concept of, like, you know, husband and wife dynamic. But I think the bigger person is like, wait a second, if they're not whole, then we're never going to be whole either. And, like, just because you can be in a position of, like, oh, like, I'm soaking this up, because it's all about me all the time the bigger person is like, no, I need to have my spouse whole too, because mm-hmm. without her being happy, I'm not going to be happy. We're not going to be happy. And Adriana kind of described how that played out from her end and from her experience. And for me, it was like, do I want her to be like exactly as I want her or do I want her happy? Right. And so um, at the end of the day, like, Adriana described it really well like we there was a lot of there was a lot of friction during that season just from my perspective my heart was always like please find your patch again you know like (laughs) please be who God's called you to because going back to everybody's human like she was never gonna find satisfaction trying to be what I wanted her to be you know and Mm -hmm. I think that's where the friction came is she was like trying to appease me and I'm just like I'm just a human, like you're trying to cater to me, but like, Mm -hmm. what, like, why don't you redirect all your attention to God? Because like, there's going to be times I'm going to want my space. There's going to be going to be times I want to go into my man cave and just fetch, you know, there's going to be times (laughs) I want to hang out with my buddies and do guy things. There's going to be times that like, you'll find like, you, you know, when you're married, you need space sometimes, but that's where you have to have your own passions. And there were times like, be like, Hey, Adriana, I want to do this. And it would be like, Oh no, but we have to hang out together or do this or that. It's just like, I just want space. Please (laughs) passionate about. (laughs) uh, What's cool is when you grow, like you can have that space and you don't miss a beat, you know? And like Adriana said, there's, it's learning and maturing in the sense that you both have passions. You both have purpose. You both have individuals that God has brought into your life to be influenced by and to influence. Um, Like, you know, there are friends in Adriana's life that had she been so connected to me all the time that she wouldn't be able to have that space to like invest and have people invest into her life. Cause like at the end of the day, there are conversations she has with her girlfriends. I am glad I am not in the (laughs) middle now. I do not care to be in those conversations. Similarly, there are conversations I have with my guy friends when I'm playing video games, when I'm Dude, hanging out bro, with them. man. Oh. Yeah, like, I can't, I can't talk like that with Adriana. The, the <laughs> dude bro man conversation does not <laughs> translate often very well from her to I. Or, mm-hmm. And it was, and what, what's interesting is, like, as a guy, it's tough. Like, you need that outlet with your guy friends because in a way, like if you're spending way too much time together, 
just as much as she's trying to appease you, if you don't have an outlet as a guy, you're constantly trying to appease her and you feel like you're never whole, right? Because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I, I'm not pursuing my passions now because I'm having to meet her in the middle all the time. And it's never like, hey, we we can be completely ourselves, but completely one as well. Mm-hmm. So. Awesome. Awesome. That's all I got. I feel like we've had like such an amazing glimpse into y'all's like <laughs> life and relationship. Like it's so wonderful just to yeah. see like everything that y'all have told us about. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank yes. you guys Welcome. so much for hanging out with us. I don't think we've laughed this much in a while. I know this, this is so funny. <laughs> um, but stay tuned for flavor of the week. Hey y'all, it's time for flavor of the week. So to get us started, we're going to ask our guests, Adriana and Tyler. So what are y'all's flavor of the week? All right. My flavor of the week is a quote from Stephen Chandler, who was a guest speaker at our church, Elevation Church. And he said, if you don't allow someone to be close enough to hurt you, you will never allow someone close enough to bless you. Ah, uh, I, I like, like that. that. Wow. It's true. I like that. Yeah. What about you, Addison? Mine is a verse this week. It's Colossians 2.10, and it says, In Christ you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. I really like that because it's like telling us that God completes us. What about you, Lily? So mine is a little different this week. Um, It is a song still, but it is Temporary Home by Carrie Underwood. And this is actually an older song. Like I grew up um, listening to this song and... I listened to it for the first time this week in the car um, and it had been so long and the entire song is just about how this world is our temporary home and like everything that we have is not going with us and it was just like a really good reminder because it was a nice song from my childhood and yeah so I encourage you guys to listen to it this week if you have the chance. Well, that's all for us this week. Again, thank you so much, Adriana and Tyler, for coming on. And we hope you guys have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. Bye.